Hello. We're here, guys. It's the first podcast where I'm free from the shackles. Yes, finally. Of Big Brother. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about the SAG strike. No, I wasn't in shackles for the SAG strike. Okay. I was empowered for the SAG strike. Yes. I wasn't shackles for Big Brother. <laughs> but I'm still going to talk about it for this episode, and then we will be done until Big Brother Reindeer Games yes, comes on. And everybody, over the past year, it has been the one year anniversary of Matt Steele's appearance on Dahmer. And so make sure <laughs> to go watch Dahmer and and watch episode six, six where Matt Steele appears and is uh, a little 13 minutes and 44 seconds in uh, episode six. All right. And he's a little problematic, but it's, he's just yeah. acting reminder. I'm just acting reminder. He's not problematic in yes, real life. But like, I'm still likable while I'm problematic. You are, but it's just like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know now that the strike is over, I can talk about you it. Can finally talk I can about finally it. talk about How it. How does it feel to be a year out? You're in some change. <laughs> a year out of my last acting job. <laughs> that specific one that people still and it wasn't even a year out. It's, it's because I, rec- I filmed it in June of 2021 it's been over two and a half years but out people will recognize you on our videos for years to come because of how big that show was do you how do you feel looking back now that we can talk about it I feel good okay, okay. <laughs> we'll be right back <laughs> another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Two Game Mats, the podcast. It's Matt Palmer. It's Matt Steele. And we are here again another week. I can't believe we are in a post-SAG strike world. Yeah. And that's just a beautiful thing. So now we don't have to, because you know how scared I was, especially at the beginning of the strike, to say anything about anything. Sure. So the fact that oh, I don't Oh, you feel, were scared of those was, unions, girl. I was more scared than you were, and you're in a, the union. Yeah, but you know, I was like, uh, I'll, I'll keep going through my life, and okay. I'll, I'll support my people. But like, are they really going to come and arrest me if I like met, say the word? Barbie. Like <laughs> they might have. And I'm glad they didn't. And I'm glad we made it through. And Matt Steele. Yes. How was your week, Ben? My week. Usually I'm like, oh, my week was fine. I did nothing. I worked or whatever. Right. I had a fucking week this Look week. At you. I did literally everything you can imagine doing this week. I love that. Monday. Picture it. Okay, I uh, I went to my friend Greg's 40th birthday party. Oh, and happy had, birthday, Greg. Happy birthday, Greg. He's one of my best friends, and he did a roast for his birthday. Mm. Uh, he's a stand-up comedian, and he had a bunch of his uh, friends uh, come up and roast him. Okay. And that was really fun. Then early the next morning, I did something which I never do. You know I never do this. I took a vacation. Yay! 
is. For no reason. Good for you. I drove to Palm Springs mm-hmm. and uh, I, uh, to see my uh, friends, Nicola and Eric, they rented a house in Palm Springs for a month. So like throughout the month, they like were having guests, you know, coming awesome. in and out. And so I was one of those guests from Tuesday into Wednesday. Love and it. it was very, very fun. Uh, we had a great time. And you know, like when I'm on vacation, I'm just, people are like, what do you want to do? And I'm just like, I just want to walk around and like go out to eat. That like, sounds great. You know, and so that's what we did. Um, a lot of great food in Palm Springs. It was nice just to like relax. The house was very cool. So thank you to Nicola and Eric. We love you all. Um, and then Wednesday night drove up here because yes. Thursday was going to be a day. Because Thursday, not only did we react to Dua Lipa's Houdini, check out our reaction video available now on YouTube.com. That's true. Um, I, after the reaction to Dua Lipa's Houdini, I went to the Big Brother finale party in West Hollywood that Mm. was hosted by Aza from Big Brother 23. And it had a bunch of Big Brother alumni there. And we all like watched the finale together in a bar, screaming at the TV as if it was a game of football. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and like talking to each other about our frustrations with the season, Mm. the thing that we loved about this season. You know, Mm. it was was very fun being around like minded people. Um, So that was very, very fun it was very exciting i saw my favorite player of all time did you talk to her i didn't oh i didn't she was like all the way up in the vip section and okay. i so i took like a picture of her like looking over the balcony being mm. like oh my god there's danielle reyes right now and i was like <laughs> when she comes down when i see her i'm gonna like introduce myself and like and you know like if i'm around you know like a famous person or like uh someone who i'm a big fan of or not even like if i'm around someone who's like well known i'm not one to like be like hi i just want to let you know i'm a big fan or whatever right. with her i would have done it <laughs> i would have been you. like girl you are my favorite player of all time let's get a picture i love you i love you i love you it never happened we never crossed paths but at least I got to see her from a distance I could wave next year when I'm at that finale because I will be crowned the winner of Big Brother because oh. I will get cast Okay, I will meet her we love manifesting here I'm manifesting that and that's beautiful uh, uh, Friday I did nothing <laughs> <laughs> but like you know it, it was a, a it was a week that I, is I a definitely week. had a, an eventful week I'm impressed by yes. that absolutely Matt Palmer what did you do this week what did I do this week well on uh, Friday our friends Joe and Tim who live very close they um, recently came back from their world travels. I think they went, visited many countries in Asia and that was really beautiful. And um, But now they're back and so we got to hang out. We went and got uh, food at a restaurant close by. It was like a Mexican, kind of one of those like shareable plates kind of places. So okay. that was fun. Had some tacos. Hung out with uh, both of them and also our friend Sarah who we just were at her baby shower and she actually is moving to an area that's not far away from us because right now she's all the way in Long Beach. But she's going to move closer in and so it was like a nice preview. Oh, did she get a house? She I got- know. I know that she and her husband were looking for a house. She got a house. Because for a second, it was like, oh, I don't know if that's going to happen. Or maybe we'll rent something, whatever. But she's like, no, no. We purchased a house. Oh, that check was written. The check is written and the movers are, you know, booked. So on December 3rd, I believe she's making the move, making the trek. And, you know, my goal in life is to get all of my friends over in this area. So Matt Steele, you're ready to move. Girl, I (laughs) live in in L.A. It's essentially the boba capital of the world. (laughs) I live within walking distance of like nine different boba places. Did you ever go to the boba place by here? Yes, I did. How is it? It's good. Great. Yeah, but so like you're there are like eight other options of boba places. <laughs> That's true. You're not going to have a larger concentration of boba options. But I'm just saying, lots of times people move this direction. That's Something nice. To think about. Great. Well, we'll see like when it comes time to buy a house. Exactly. I will say Sarah's doing it right. She's waiting to be pregnant to move. That way she doesn't have to lift anything. Oh, <laughs> like, she was like, what is the most full service like way I can get these movers to do everything? Pack the shit up, put it in the band, pack it out, like 
Take it out of the truck, put it in the new house. She was like, I guess I'll unpack something. But oh, that's mostly nice. all of her gays are going to come over and unpack for her. And so it's going to be great. I love that. She's doing everything right. Good so congratulations her. to Sarah and Eric. Every week we're celebrating them. Um, and then on Saturday, uh, we were not going to do anything too crazy. But I went out to pick up uh, chicken sandwiches for Jackson and I came back home. And he was like deathly ill in that quick time of me leaving and coming back. And so I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And so I just kind of... You know, was there to comfort, but also was like, you know, didn't want to get sick myself. So yeah. I was in the other room just waiting to hear if, like, he needed anything. I got him some water, got him any sort of soups. And it was more of a stomach sickness than, like, a cold. Mm. But it came on so quickly, and he was having the shivers. And uh, today it has gotten better, but today was also his dad's 70th uh, birthday party. And so there was a plan of that we would go and pick up pizzas and some food and uh go there together with the pizzas and things so I did that on my own Mm -hmm. and I went and got the pizzas dropped them off hung out and celebrated and kind of like celebrated for the both of us for a little bit and then came back here Uh, oh and also Saturday I was uh, working on some music and so writing to a Z Future track I received because I'm trying to get all of the songs at least like recorded and down by the end of the year so we can just focus on promoting it and getting it out into the world in 2024 okay what's the aesthetic of this album like what's this era gonna look like I mean I don't I have what are the colors I have ideas but I don't I'm not there yet because I got to get the music down, Pat. The focus yeah. is the music. The, the number fo- one priority guys, is the music. An artist, a fucking artist. That's what art's about. The focus is the music because when you focus on aesthetics first, then like Hello? sometimes the quality of the material. Exactly. It's just you can't just have all aesthetic. You can't have all aesthetic. You got to have the the meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes. All right. So all right. should we jump into the news radio? Let's go. So Matt Steele. Yeah. SAG AFTRA has reached a tentative agreement with studios ending the actor's strike. It ended, I believe, was it midnight on. Thursday or Friday or something? It was Wednesday because I was... Oh, well, that, that technically... It was announced that it would end on Wednesday. On Wednesday. Okay. And then it ended at 12.01 a.m. on Thursday morning. That was... Yeah, so I was still picketing at midnight Thursday morning. And then <laughs> when 12.01 hit, I... I was like, okay, my sign is down. I'm going <laughs> home. Thank I you. I don't think you had to pick it the entire time the strike I was happening. I did. I was fully committed. I think that's a beautiful thing. And it seems like the SAG AFTRA people have won a lot of great things. I did see a scary thread that I think Jordan posted in the Discord about like some of the AI things that they believed had been given up. But I, I don't know. I haven't if- read that thread yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, need to, I need to click on that thread. It made me nervous, but I'm like, I, okay, but I also have not seen the like full contract and like all of this because I feel like the writer's strike ending was so popular positive uplifting. I feel like the SAG after strike ending is going to be similarly uplifting, but I hope there's just, because I feel like the biggest and scariest thing for me is the AI shit. Because sure. it's like when you would read that, like that, like final offer that of course wasn't their final offer included like basically dead actors being able to be reused in AI and movies after their passing without like the permission of the union. Fucking scary. Psychotic. It's like, who would agree to that? So I'm assuming that that's not happening. Yeah. Right? I th- from what I gathered from this thread that Justine Bateman, Emmy Award nominee, or did, has she won before? I don't know. From Family Ties. Uh, okay. She, um, I, th- I think a little bit, the gist, what I gathered mm. from the little bit that I read of it was kind of just like, this is something that like they could abuse. Mm. And so be diligent whenever you are whenever you are signing a contract right. and like fight against it whenever uh, you do come across something like this. Right. I, don't, I, I truly don't. I need to read the details of that. Right. It's Guys, it's been a busy week for me. It's Big and, Brother finale week and I was in Palm Springs. Right. And it's only been a couple of days. Let's just have a celebratory moment before we go through everything with a fine tooth comb because you guys still have to vote on it, right? Like couldn't and hypothetically people be like, oh, this is the agreement and we don't agree to the terms or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how You're that works. You're being so out of the loop about this. It's like pretty iconic. Guys, I gotta, I, gotta make, I gotta make rent. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
I am working my ass off. Hey, so in, for Matt Steele to make rent, you must go to patreon.com slash 2 mats become a patron, and help Matt Steele pay his bills. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, but I'm, I'm very happy, especially because, like, Oscar season is coming up. I know. And so I was very, very worried that, like, this season would sort of be, like, stunted in a sort of way where actors wouldn't be able to promote the material. And right. it's like, oh, no, like, is the strike going to go through the year and, like, the ceremony will be postponed or, like, might not happen with actors so there. Like I, would, I, like, I would not be able to handle that. And so I'm glad that this Oscar season will go forward as planned. I'm excited to see the color purple com- uh, promotion <laughs> now that like, you know, the, the chains are off. They Let's can go, go and be, do all this great work. I want to see them. I want to see them on Kelly Clarkson. I want to see them on Jennifer Hudson. I want to see them on every late night show. Like what a great group. I know. And oh, Fantasia being on Kelly Clarkson, being interviewed by Kelly Clarkson, two American idols. Do you think Fantasia is going to go around and like sing yeah. here on like uh, late night shows? Cause like, that's what uh, I fucking want to uh, say. Uh, Oh God! <laughs> okay, I didn't mean to stress you. Out. I'm not stressed. I'm thrilled. I, oh my I mean, God! What a great idea! I'm just happy that it's all happening. Oh my God! It's gonna you, be. A I remember with Dreamgirls, J Hud was everywhere, everywhere singing. Not and I'm telling you, I'm choosing. I am changing because she didn't want to give away the farm with it. And I'm sure, you, yeah, yeah. But Fantasia's got to go. She's, She's going to go. sing. I'm here over and over and I over. Want that. I, I mean, want that for all of it's us. It's going to be a Fantasia concert every day, guys. <laughs> that's going to be my two gay minutes. Like each week during the Oscar campaign is just like, like how was Fantasia's performance at this talk show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm excited for you and I'm excited for us all. Uh, and other pop music news. The Grammy nominations have come out. Yes. Awards season is among us. It really has begun. And um, there were a lot of, Women nominated. It's kind of like we've been saying for as long as this channel has been alive. Do men make music? Because if so, we'd have no idea about it. And the ladies are looking to take home a lot of the big awards this year. Record of the Year nominees. uh, Worship John Batiste. Not Strong Enough. Boy Genius. Flowers. Miley Cyrus. What Was I Made For? Billie Eilish. Ah. On My Mama. Victoria Monet. Vampire. Olivia Rodrigo. Antihero. Taylor Swift. Kill Bill. SZA. All right. What's your choice to win? Um, uh, For record, I think I would say... Kill Bill? Maybe okay. Flowers? Uh, but I think Kill Bill was just such a huge radio record and like feels like emblematic of the year in music. Okay. Uh, what would your pick be? See, I think SZA is the front runner for album of the year. I hope she is. So I think maybe they'll want to give record of the year to maybe someone else. Okay. Who uh, would you so like it to be? I could see Flowers taking right. it. Just because Flowers was a huge hit, I could yes. see them wanting to award Miley with something. Obviously, they nominated her for album of the year. Which, you know, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, But like, but... uh. So I feel like they could be like, okay, this is where we could give Miley her Grammy Sure. Win, you know? That would be an appropriate win, sure. absolutely. Uh, especially if SZA were to win Album of the Year with SOS. I just find it interesting. And I, I look, we all love Flowers. We were there. We heard it, you know, with all of you. Right when it dropped, it's an excellent piece of music. Great music video. Plastic Hearts as an album is head and shoulders above Endless Summer Vacation. So to see... This album get like what six or seven nominations across the fields. I'm like, guys. I mean, I guess it could just goes to show like when you have a hit as big as Flowers, yes. that's when you'll get um like a nominating committee to actually listen to the full album. <laughs> sure, because like I guarantee you, so many like people n- nominating for Grammy awards like didn't even listen to Plastic Hearts. I'm sure they because didn't. if they didn't, then like it would have been nominated for a bunch of Grammys. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so they listened to Endless Summer Vacation because they were like, Flowers, what a hit, made the music industry a lot of money this yes. year. So they nominated. And you know, there are like some great things on Endless Summer Vacation. I really like Violet Chemistry. Mm-hmm. A Muddy Feet is really great. Mm-hmm. I mean, Handstand is absurd. I love it. <laughs> 
you know, but yes, Plastic Hearts. That was the one. That was the one. So what else is nominated for Album of the Year? Uh, for Album of the Year, we also have World Music Radio by uh, John Batiste, the record Boy Genius, which I could see sneaking in a win. Okay. Uh, Endless Summer Vacation, Miley Cyrus. Do you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard, Lana Del Rey, which by the way, I'm sure the album is great. These album titles sound like parodies of her. I, uh, they I mean, just that's why sound I love ridiculous. It. I love it. The Age of Pleasure, Janelle Monet, you know, our buddy. I, great. Uh, Guts, Olivia Rodrigo, Midnight Sailor Swift, SOS, SZA. I think it's between SZA, Boy Genius, and maybe Lana. Because I, I was reading that she had never won a Grammy or something, which I was yeah. surprised by. And I could see them wanting to award. I could see them finally being like, Lana, you know, has done so much. Yes. You know, we love her. This could be a nice chance to award her. For me, I would love to see SZA win. It's been so long since a black woman has won this award. I would have loved that to have changed last year, but we can't always get what we want. I'm rooting for SZA. But I luckily this year... There's no artist that I am so attached to that I'm like, it must be them. So I sure. can feel like I can watch the show with a, an arm's length. It's just like whatever happens, happens, and we'll all watch, and we'll all move on with our lives. Song of the Year, what? Uh, A&W, Lana Del Rey, Antihero, Taylor Swift, Butterfly, John Batiste, Dance the Night, Do a Leap of Flowers, Miley Cyrus, Kill Bill, SZA, Vampire, Olivia Rodrigo, What Was I Made for, Billie Eilish. And as mad as I was when Billie Eilish won... Like, was it song of the year or whatever for every record of the year? Record of the year for everything I wanted. I, I never say. heard that song ever before. And anyone, is, I was like, oh, okay. If you heard it now, you'd forget it tomorrow. It's like very whatever. But I think if What Was I Made For one would be a great it would song of the year. A win. brilliant song of the year. It's, it's a brilliant song. I will say I do think it is a travesty that I believe Taylor's been nominated for this category seven times and has never won. Yeah. Uh, so if Antihero won, I would not be mad at that either. Um, I could see Antihero winning yes. uh, just because it's a chance to award Taylor and they want to get Taylor on that stage. Absolutely. Um, uh, but yeah, I would. my vote would go for uh, what was I mean for. Right. It would be cool if Olivia won or if SZA won e either. But yeah. I don't think they're as likely as some of those other artists. Um, best new artist, Gracie Abrams, Fred again, Ice Spice, Jelly Roll, Coco Jones, Noah Kahan, Victoria Monet, The War and Treaty. I'm rooting for Victoria Monet. We'll talk about it later, but... We have a new Victoria Monet stand. We do. And at Mats. his name is Matt Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> do you like, have anybody else that you, you're wanting? I, I don't know any of any of these people's stuff. I know Noah <laughs> Kahan's first album, actually, and it's very good. And I hear his new stuff. You know, it's even more popular and probably excellent. So. I love like I, I know his first stuff when like this is the year he's nominated for Best New Artist. I mean, Best New Artist <laughs> is such a fucking crazy. Like they need to re rename the category like Breakthrough Artist or something. Sure. Half these artists, I'm sure, are not new. Victoria, this is her second full length album like okay. it's ridiculous but fine 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 do you want to do pop vocal album that'll be the sure we'll do we pop vocal about? yes chemistry Kelly Clarkson Endless Summer Vacation Miley Cyrus Guts Olivia Rodrigo Subtract uh, Ed Sheeran and Midnight's Taylor Swift I mean I would love it to be Kelly with chemistry you know how mm. I feel about that album skip this mm. part etc I could see Olivia taking it I could see Olivia taking it but you know those Grammys Love Taylor. They do love Taylor. And Midnight's was so successful. It was very Made successful. Made a buttload of money mm -hmm. for so many people. Yes. In, in, <laughs> who, are, who, are, who are voting. Made a buttload of money for so many people who are voting. Yeah, I could see Taylor winning that. I mean, yeah. just, it can't be Ed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe the thing is, though, is it's happened before when, like, Ed is the solo male in a category of women. He comes through and wins. Right. We, that would know? be really disappointing here. And, you know, I don't mean to continue shitting on Endless Summer Vacation, but... I would be disappointed if that won as well. Okay. All right? All right. That's but, why that's why I'm thinking it's getting record. That's why I'm thinking Flowers is getting record. I hope Victoria Monet wins a lot. I hope Olivia wins some and I uh hope SZA wins as many as she's nominated for because it really felt like her breakthrough year. Even if SOS is not my favorite album, I prefer Control. I think to 
ignore her in the general fields would be emblematic of the larger Grammys problem. And it's mm. like, just do the right thing. Vote for fucking SZA. Um, those are my feelings. Do you have any other feelings about the Grammys? I'm excited to watch them. I'm excited to not. I'm excited to watch them and be like, whoo, it's a long ceremony. They will be long and I'm excited to not be as invested. Sure. Because like, I think people watch these videos of us watching Beyonce lose and thinking that it's funny. And like recording those videos is not fun. Like it's not it's fun. Hard. It's, it's not hard. funny. Every time we put that camera up, it's because we think she's going to win. <laughs> and it's like I wanted to have a whole post of like, remember when we were sad about Lemonade and we were happy about Renaissance. But no, life is confirmed sad thanks to that. So, life is confirmed sad. You hear Harry Styles cut his hair. Did he's, he? He's, uh, he shaved it all off. It's as short as mine. Oh, as short like, as yours. Yeah, it's like, but he's cut, like, I mean, it's probably a little longer, but it's like buzz cut. All right. All right. Well, so, new eras among us, I guess. I wonder how that's going to go because I feel like a lot of his sex appeal has to do with the hair. His hair. So we'll see. It might be a uh, Katy Perry witness situation. Okay. Cut the hair, lose well, the sales. Here's the thing. I think long hair on guys can be sexy if he can rock it. I think a shaved head on a guy can be sexy as long as he can rock it. Sure. If a guy is sexy, he's sexy. That's true. But it's like, are you a Jason Statham? We'll have to see. We'll have to see. <laughs> that's always... But is the music going to be good? Because as we said before, if the material's there, that's what matters. Well, if, if the success of Harry's house tells us anything, not always true. <laughs> Next up, people's sexiest man alive. Speaking of sexy men. Yes, with great hair, Patrick Dempsey. Good hair. Yeah, Patrick Dempsey does it. Yeah, great hair. And I I think this is good. Like, I feel like people always give People Magazine shit for when they award people's sexiest man alive because, like, you know, that year Blake Shelton got it. It was a little stupid. But I think Patrick Dempsey looks great. It's also crazy he didn't win this award in, like, 2005. Award is strong. Didn't get get voted on this in 2005, like, in Pete Gray's Anatomy era because it's, like, I don't feel like he's the biggest star across the globe these days. But if we're awarding a man at 57, like, I think that's a cool thing. Well, the thing that, like, people always forget when talking about sexiest man alive is, like, like they always give it to someone who has been around for a long time. Mm. Like, like it's never like a breakthrough person getting sexiest True. man alive. Like it's someone who has a big career behind them and everything. So I can see why they didn't give it to Patrick Dempsey, like in the peak of Grey's Anatomy right. time and everything. Cause he was still like a new face that people were, I mean, he had done stuff before, but it, he wasn't a household name until right. Grey's Anatomy. Um, like, like whenever people are like, I think sexiest man alive should be Timothy Chalamet. It's like Timothy Chalamet is five fucking I years know. old. He's like it's, young. he's not going to get it. Like it's, it always goes to a more seasoned person also to appeal to the older people who, actually buy magazines <laughs> right. like the kids who want to have sex with Timothy Chalamet aren't buying magazines right. they don't know what a magazine is guys <laughs> and so they're going to give it to Patrick Dempsey I was very excited for my friend Joanna famously in 2016 at my friend Eileen's bachelorette party we mm. uh, uh we went to a house by the shore and we watched Enchanted like in the middle of the night mm. and there was a big fight that broke out between oh, uh, a, fight. Jo- yeah, a fight broke out between my friend Joanna and my friend Beth yes because Joanna was team Patrick Dempsey is the sexiest man alive and Beth was team um, oh no I think I got it wrong <laughs> whatever I forget who won but uh, the other person was team uh, James Marsden is the sexiest oh. man alive so that was you know a very big fight and by fight I mean like they were just like arguing did James Marsden <laughs> ever win this award not not this award oh, not yet not, not yet, yet. Um, so I congratulated like I went through my like high school friends group text and I was like congratulations to team Patrick Dempsey <laughs> from 2016 on that's your win cute. yeah so uh, well, I think that's great congratulations to Patrick Dempsey I also saw a comment under the Twitter thread being like, is this having to do with like the popularity of the Golden Bachelor? Like maybe this is the year that older men are really getting their shine. So if this is the year of the older man, 
Good for y'all. Oh no, that means this isn't our year because we're still so young. Give it time. Oh no, <laughs> we're all. More, that's again my feeling when watching Housewives when they ju- like judge each other and it's like, ah, uh, yeah, this is what old people need. Which Monica from Salt Lake City, who I will talk about later, did to Lisa Barlow, who sucks. Lisa Barlow sucks, but. Don't do an age joke. We're all heading towards being old. And like, if we're lucky, we'll be old and still looking good or still just being around and having a life. So people get old. It's fine. But good to Patrick Dempsey. And also good for the fucking Golden Bachelor. I haven't even watched the episode this week. But man, best show on TV. Best show on TV. I mean, but enough of praising men because that can only (laughs) go on on this podcast for so long because Timbaland... Um, was asked to comment on Britney Spears's memoir in a recent panel interview, and Timbaland was dis- dismissive of Spears, saying, she's going crazy, right? Timbaland responded when an audience member remarked that Crimea River was in the news again due to the memoir. In 2023, that sentence was said by a famous person about Britney Spears. Which, by the way, Sherry Shepard said the same thing on Watch Robbins Live a few weeks ago. Are you all just like not paying attention to anything that's right. going on? And it's like she was sitting next to Issa Rae, and Issa was like, girl, no. <laughs> like, don't do that. And then... um. Timbaland said, I wanted to call JT and say, man, you got to put a muzzle on that girl. I'm sorry? You, oh, you didn't hear about this? No. That's what he said. Oh. Unfucking acceptable Unbelievable. The fact that after all of this time, the media, the world, men in the industry who I'm sure have known her or run into her at the very least for decades are going to speak about a woman, a person, this woman, this way after all that she's fucking been through. Go fuck yourself, Timbaland. Well, and the thing that doesn't make any sense about it is kind of just like Justin Timberlake has not dated Britney Spears for Hello? decades now. Hello, and so is, is what do you mean? You, like he hasn't? He's nowhere near Britney Spears. Like <laughs> right, but he's like you should have like I don't know had her sign an NDA from when you were together. Oh Jesus, or fucking but it's Christ. like. <laughs> Are we going back in time this now? Is, Do you invent insane. a fucking time machine? Everything about that statement is absolutely insane. and makes no sense and is gross. He went on Instagram Live and apologized to Britney's fans and Britney Spears. I was wrong for saying that. And when asked if he respected women, he said, hell yeah. Apparently and unsurprisingly, his you know, frequent collaborator in the past, Missy Elliott, was the one who called him and was like, hey, hey by the way, you need to fucking apologize. For yeah. You said. Okay, it's Missy. crazy. But it's like, why do you need to have a woman in your life who knows better than you to tell you like not to be an asshole publicly to this woman who's been through so much? It just sickened me. And we were just giving Timbaland his flowers. We were In hardcore. that fucking uh, third album bracket because he'd produced both Loose and... Um, what was that? Aaliyah. Aaliyah. The he winner did, of the bracket. The winner. He, and he did, he did less on Aaliyah. But yes, he, he had production credits on both albums. We were giving him his flowers. And this is how he repays us. So hopefully next week, fucking um, the sexiest man alive, whose name I've already forgotten, Patrick <laughs> Dempsey, doesn't do something awful. Because we'd like to be able to find men that we support that don't like do something terrible to a woman the following week. Is that so much to ask? Uh, oh. Well, in but more. You know, sometimes girls are mean. As we'll talk- <laughs> we love a transition. Thank and you. I, I knew this one was coming. Sometimes so. those mean girls appear not to sing. <laughs> and so if you don't know what we're cackling about, it's because the new Mean Girls trailer, which is a movie musical, a movie version of the musical that was on Broadway and has been touring the country, uh, was dropped this past week, starring Renee Rapp as Regina George. And the trailer very pointedly included zero songs from the musical, no scenes of performances. It essentially looks like a remake of Mean Girls with a different cast. I mean, like, if there's one thing that I got from the trailer, Mm. it's that 
I do love Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do think Mean Girls is one of the greatest great. comedies ever made. That's great. Um, okay. <laughs> Every time a movie musical trailer comes out, yes. a lot of... You know, the way trailers are edited now, it's like they've got to be fast. They got to have little like clips that like where it doesn't explain much. They're not drawn out. It's like bam, 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 bam. So it's hard to advertise a musical sure. uh, in that sort of way. But usually they throw in some shots of like dancing or <laughs> yes. like someone with their arms outstretched, like holding out a note or something to indicate that it is a musical. And usually it includes music from the musical. <laughs> Uh, that is being shown. Are you saying that Olivia Rodrigo's Get Him Back is not in the Mean Girls Listen, musical? guys, Olivia Rodrigo's Get Him Back is the song of the year. <laughs> um, and so I was very, very happy to hear it in any capacity, except this one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I, I mean, the entire trailer is just Get Him Back and it's like, wait, we're not going to have a song from Mean Girls right. advertise the movie Mean Girls and the fact that in the trailer it's so pointed this is not your mother's Mean Girls mm. and they proceeded to show us our mother's Mean Girls. <laughs> they proceeded to just, well first of all like the people who like were Mean Girls generation are not like no. mothers of teenagers They just yet, wanted us to be annoyed I just, feel like. Of course yeah I, I, I'm so very confused by the advertising um, uh, mechanisms of this film. Yes. Um but it's just kind of like even like the color grading is the same. Like the shots of where there is dancing, it's yeah. of the the Christmas show where they're dressed as the sexy Santas yes. or whatever. And it's it just it just looks like Mean Girls. It, it just looks like oh we remade Mean Girls with the same everything, the same direction. Like I I, I don't know what we're doing here. Um, I you know but you know what. I'll be there. Oh, I will be there <laughs> I opening will be there. night. I'll and probably have a good time. <laughs> I'm sure I'll have a great time. And I just have to say, I feel like, and I feel like I'm going to be defending this musical until it comes out and probably well after. I feel like every time there's discussion of this trailer or discussing uh, discussion of the show, there are just tweets going like, well, there aren't really songs in the show you want to hear. Like, oh, you, you should hear the cast recording. It's blah, blah, blah. The cast recording is good. It is not great. It is not perfect. It is not the Legally Blonde cast recording. It's not that kind of perfect score. But the good songs on Mean Girls, the musical, good. are very fucking good. Revenge party. Hello? Yeah. And I cannot sit through another tweet of people talking shit about the score of Mean Girls, the musical. Because it's excellent. I've seen the show and it is a lot of fucking fun. And even at the very end of the trailer, I liked how they included, you know, the new Damien's new lines about like, um, you know, the French name that he could use. Which, by the way, the teacher was the original Karen in the Mean Girls musical musical okay um, so so yeah she was a face that we had seen but the, the new jokes oh, the I thought, teacher as the original gretchen she was the original yes, gretchen. Yes, yes. absolutely that's just right um but it's it's the the songs are good and we need to give it a chance and i like the new jokes that were in the trailer but a lot of the trailer yes were exact lines and scenes from the original movie i think if we're not going to lean into the fact that it's a musical we should show more of the new jokes and just like the new portions that, that you can see that it's different and it's not a remake. It's not a made for TV version. It's a whole new thing. So I'm excited to watch it. Yeah. Give the score a listen. If you don't think you'll be spoiled by it and it's you will see fun. that there are great moments and great things in it because people are talking shit about it. When apex predator exists, when revenge party exists, these, there are great songs here. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Uh, the watch the world burn. Yes. yes every fucking song. Regina song. Yeah. Somebody gets hurt. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot to say here except that there were election results. 
that were great. Oh, and Democrats won. <laughs> we Democrats love. Won thank things. you for voting, ladies and gentlemen. If you were in a place where you had an election, thank you, Gen Z. Thank you, young people, for coming out and voting. And like, if there's any more proof that overturning Roe v. Wade was like the, a bad fucking move for Republicans. It was this election set. Because it's like, people aren't even thrilled with Joe Biden, I feel like. And the larger, which is a different conversation and one I disagree with. But they have their issues with him that are pointed and some are valid. Um, but even still, it's like the other option is not mm. what we want. Yes. Look what you've already done. And we're going to be voting blue. I personally adore Joe Biden. I adore yes. him. I adore him. But however you feel, yes. this time next year, do the same thing we did election day this year. Make sure you are registered to vote and vote. Thank you very much. Get out there because change will not happen unless you vote. Not voting is actively not being proactive. And voting for a third party is not proactive in the slightest. You will get no progress yes. if so you do that. You can have criticisms. Absolutely. I understand. That's what this country's built the country's on. The built ability on to have criticisms. I imagine you'd have more criticisms of Trump. So let's not give him the keys to the White House. Thank you. Again, to the Thank nuclear you. codes. He's on trial. Like, <laughs> He's, yeah. He's on trial. He's on fucking trial, guys. <laughs> um, okay, I did. I, I unfortunately found this funny and I feel like a lot of the Gaga fans are going to be like, Matt hates Gaga confirmed. But Bachelor contestant Carly Waddell was apparently, I didn't know this, was she in Cap 21 or was she, she apparently was a musical theater major at NYU at the same time. At Cap 21. At Thank Cap you very much. Let's give my school... <laughs> The flowers, Cap 21. So Cap so Carly Waddell says Gaga would sit at the piano every single day and just play and sing Wicked at the top of her lungs every day. And we were all just trying to eat lunch. It was break time and we were all forced to listen to her. And yes, was she good? Of course. She was great. But I just wanted to eat my sandwich. <laughs> but the thing is like, if you've been to a school with musical theater majors, this is exactly what it's like. There's nothing unbelievable about that sentence, the expression of it. And I think it's just funny. Do you think any celebrity who is so dogged about their passion and also a major in musical theater got there by being pleasant and normal? Well, like, first of all, I just want to tell all of y'all, everyone who is very, very famous is fucking annoying. Absolutely. Like, guys... <laughs> everyone, all the famous people are annoying and that is how they got to be famous. It's just how it is. And you know what? I'm not going to fault them for it because they're famous. They're doing it better than I am. So, but also I just want to say when this story happened and everyone was talking about it to make this about me, I felt <laughs> so special because this is the school I went to. I went, cause the thing is, okay, there's NYU and then the musical theater department in NYU at the time was called Cap 21. It it's was not a, called Cap 21 anymore? No, Cap 21 is no longer affiliated oh. with NYU. It was a whole thing. Oh. Uh, and so, um, <laughs> but I was at Cap 21. Uh, Lady Gaga would have been a few years older than me. But when Lady Gaga um, came out and became the big thing, there were some people who like still went there when Lady Gaga was Absolutely. there. Who would like talk to us. And like the, the word around the hallways was just like, oh my God, every day in like the lunchroom, she would sit at a piano and make everyone listen to her sing fucking Defying <laughs> gravity and it was so <laughs> annoying and so like it's so because to me I'm just like oh this is something that everyone already knows right. and so the fact that like now this is like making headlines and people online are talking about it I'm just like oh wait I was in the know before like anyone else was right. I felt so special <laughs> I felt semi-famous which is you know okay this was a few hours before the strike ended right so, so the fact that I felt you know a, a little successful as an actor um, feels good. This, this year 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that for you. And I have my history there too. There was an RA at a different floor and he was a year above me. So he was uh, Gaga's year. And I don't know if he was in the musical theater program, but he knew of her in some circles and was like, oh my God. And now she like has renamed herself Lady Gaga. Like, let's call her. And so we call her and I hear her voicemail and it's like, you've reached Gaga, leave a message or whatever it was. And uh, I thought, ha ha, that sounds so weird. Like, what a weird lady. And then, like, a year later, I was drunk at her concert. So clearly, <laughs> she wins the story. Yeah. But, like, her being an annoying college student who's a musical theater major, like, of course she Fucking was. tracks. Like, that's okay. And like, it's great. Guys, she, because you have to go in with gusto. Absolutely. If you are going to be, if your dream is to become someone at the caliber of Lady Gaga, you have to. I mean, Madonna, you hear stories all the time about how when she was young, she was like, you know what I did for fun? I would walk through the streets of New York and I would just stare people down until they like I could see them like crumble and like <laughs> I have not heard that that's oh, weird apparently she would just like stare people in their eyes and like see like and like not look away and right. see what their reaction would be I, I will say not to just like throw a wrench in your theory in listening to Britney's book and re-listening to Mariah's book I don't believe I think there's a different type of famous person who's a little less like I need to perform all the time. Sure. Then Britney, like, and Britney and Mariah would fall into I think there is a little bit of, di- of a difference if someone started out as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's Britney's thing. And then there is, I mean, you're going to say that Mariah is not a little annoying sometimes. No! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the woman has to I have think, the sets rearranged on the well, talk show so I, that it's only the right side I of her face being shown. I would say she's annoying now, <laughs> but I don't think that at the time of her becoming famous, Fair. she was just in the studio all the time and trying being to annoying. write with people and like going to parties that Brenda K. Starr would take her to. She wasn't singing in, in lunchrooms. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Okay, yeah. So it's a different flavor. And it's just so funny because like at, if you are in like a musical theater program or yeah. like a drama program, like and you say and you go in there being like, I want to be famous. Oh, you are labeled the enemy of by course. the faculty, by the students, because no, you should be here for the art and for the craft and blah, blah, blah. And you know Lady Gaga was in there just being like, Yeah, but I'm a star, so like fuck all of you. And so you know everyone in there was just like, Oh God, who does she think she is? She'll never be famous. Which is now. famously a Facebook group at NYU. <laughs> which we were not in, just which for we were not in. <laughs> we were not in that. <laughs> um and uh and and so I just think it's, I think it's fabulous. I Good know. for Lady Gaga. Right. I mean, the thing is like at the end of the day, like Lady Gaga does this, she does that. And sometimes you're just like, Gaga, what is going on? But like at the end of the day, you're just like, Good for fucking And her. it's like, she is doing what she wants to do and she is living it up. And don't you, like, even if it sounds annoying or like it, people didn't like it at the time, don't you want your celebrities to have that kind of lore? Like that, yes. like they came from this and they were behaving in this crazy, ridiculous way. People didn't like them and then she broke through. It makes a great story. Yes, absolutely. And guys, like you want your celebrities to be interesting, right? Absolutely. You're not going to get an interesting celebrity who's like a wallflower. Yes, you know, like happen. like people who are not interesting celebrities, they last for five seconds and people usually just like them because they're hot. <laughs> like, whereas Lady Gaga, it's like, no, we liked her because she was fascinating. Yeah, she was. Ah, loved her. Uh, Elon Musk biopic is in the works with A24 with Darren Aronofsky set to direct. All I want to say is after the whale, maybe Darren should hang it up. (laughs) No one wants this. I don't want to see it. I don't want to learn more about Elon Musk. The whale was fucking awful. I couldn't believe this headline when I read it. I just wanted to ask him if he's listening out. Please hang it up. No, thanks. What did Nicki Minaj say? Hang it up. Flat screen. Like, no. Listen. No. Listen. I liked the whale. I love Mother, which a lot of people don't like, but I, I will stand that. Mother until the end of time. Darren Darren Do you want to watch going. this? Sure, if it's great. 
there's no way it's going to be fucking great about this man who's... It could be great. The man has made so many great films. Yes, but what has Elon Musk done that we want to see? I don't know. I guess we'll see. We won't. <laughs> but the thing is, like, even, like, it could be, like, creepy and weird, and it could, like, confirm your thoughts on Elon Musk to begin well, with. Well, you'll have to tell me about it during, you know, two gay minutes or whatever, because I will not be seeing that film. Okay. At all. What if I'm in it? What if I get? What if, if I land the leading, the title you, role of Elon Musk? That could be very surprising if you're Why in Why surprising? It. I'm versatile. I've got range. I, you're not as old as Elon Musk. But they could put makeup on on me. I'm okay. sure they'll show Elon when he was, you know, young and 15. And, uh, <laughs> and so then they can put prosthetics on me to then look a little older. You know, as you said, people who are going to be celebrities have to be a little delusional and dream big. So good for you. This for- is this is my Gaga at Cap 21 era, <laughs> You're guys. You're doing it. I'm just going to be as like annoying as humanly possible. I, and I and love I'm that. I'm going to make it. Thank I love you. that. Strikes over bitches. <laughs> oh, God. He's Buckle back. up. <laughs> I missed the strike. <laughs> Um, I hate, we always, and when we have bad news, I like to end it with the bad news just so we don't have to like have it take over the rest of the podcast because we'll take a break, catch our breath. But I just have to say Kiki Palmer and trigger warning to anyone out there. This is abuse related. Kiki Warren uh, Palmer has accused her ex Darius Jackson of domestic violence and has uh, filed a restraining order and custody for her son. Um, I won't give you the details, but just know that it's very shocking and disgusting to read about and uh, I believe she has been granted a temporary restraining order. She There also have now been pictures floating around from her security cameras that kind of corroborate her uh, stories of the abuse she suffered in the home with this man and you know, it's one of those things, like, this is the guy that, like, very publicly came out and, like, got mad at her for wearing an outfit at an Usher concert and, like, when it, everyone kind of was like, this is inappropriate and, like, worrying. I don't know. People... It's like sometimes those little signs that are public mean nothing. We're, of course, are not in their relationship. But, like, I, I hope that if ever you're in a situation where someone starts trying to control what you do and say and how you live your life to a degree that you find to be crossing a boundary, that there's a way to get out of that situation. Because a lot of the times the control leads to stuff like this. And I just, it sickens me for every person who's ever dealt with domestic violence. Any woman, especially women are more likely. I was reading one in four women, I believe have dealt with this in their lifetime, which is so shocking. I think it's one in seven men. Um, And it just is like, this is not the world that we should be living in. And the fact that the women in our lives have to deal with this on a daily basis makes me so sick. And um, I hope for nothing but peace and happiness to Kiki Palmer and her child. And I hope this man is away from them both for as long as fucking possible. Yeah. And I think it's great that, you know, she's being open about it while still remaining that, while still maintaining that sense of privacy. And part of, Um, because people do need to hear like stories like this. Um, just so they are aware. And the thing is, is, I don't know if it's just like she's being public about it or that since she's filing a legal document that it's public record and public Mm -hmm. knowledge, but it just, it really like fucked me up because it's like, of course, no one deserves this kind of thing. But like, we always talk about how Kiki Palmer is one of, you know, the most lovable people in the world. So the fact that you could treat her in this way, it it just is, um, no one deserves it. And it's, it's gross to see it happened to someone that you love even through, you know, social media or through a television screen. So yeah. it's just uh, heartbreaking and devastating. And this man should be ashamed of himself. And I hope she gets the hottest boyfriend. Next. I'm sure she will. I'm sure she will. Hot, safe, wonderful man will come into her life. And this is just a season. And I'm glad she's gotten away from him. Yeah. And she will be stronger because of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Any other news for idiots you'd like to share with the people? I don't think so. We've covered everything. Hey, we talked about a lot. We talked about movies, music, yes, unions. Yes. All the things. All the things. Well, we'll be back soon with uh, more to get mad at the podcast.
Okay, we're back, guys. We are back. Again, it was another email heavy week. A lot of email on my heart. I love that for us. I know. And I worry that like people, like, because we put, when we get too many, we like put some on the back burner. Yeah. I worry that like people get like nervous that their email won't be read. Well, they can't. Th- I mean, as the podcast grows, sometimes emails won't get read, but we're not there yet. You'll <laughs> probably yet. get read unless it's like offensive or scary or something. We sure. generally None read of these are the offensive. Ones. Right. It'll be fine, but g- let's do something first. Absolutely. Before Taking we care do. of business. Make sure if you are watching or listening to this podcast right now, go to your Apple podcast or your Spotify app and find Two Gay Mats, TWO, and give us a five-star rating or review. It really helps with the algorithm. We want to reach as many ears as possible. We do only accept five-star reviews, though. So again, if you have something to say that's for or below, keep it to what? Yourself. Uh, but if you really love us, make sure to go to patreon.com slash Two Gay Mats, where you can become a part of the Discord like our friend Ross just did and uh, talk with us and friends all the live long day. You also, for certain tiers, can request a review or reaction of your very own. We put up a lot of bonus content. Uh, Yeah, so do it if you love us and want to support the podcast and our dreams to do this full time and quit our day jobs. (laughs) Exactly, yes. We got to be annoying about this, guys. Because what happens when you're annoying? You become Lady Gaga level famous. Yes. And so that is in the cards for us. We will be very annoying and giving you commercials every podcast. Uh, So, but this is Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com. Two is spelled T-W-O. Yes. We've got quite a few, so the later ones we got will be put on the back burner for next week. Uh, so, first email we got is from the lovely Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Ashley says, Hi, Matt. I'm a straight, I'm a female straight listener. Not that this matters. Though I don't think I get a name. Jamie is for straight men, but do you have something for the straight women who listen to your podcast? We do, Ashley. They're called Kathy's. <laughs> Kathy, like honestly, like straight women are Kathy's first and right. foremost. And we gay men are Kathy's just by design, but like you're really Kathy's. You are the Kathy's. But we inside are Kathy's. Does that yeah. make sense? Sure. <laughs> and also the thing is like the people who we who are our fans, we call Kathy's. So everyone who listens and like watches two gay mats is a Kathy. Right. But only some Kathy's are Jamie's. And right. those are the straight guys. Exactly. Because yeah. there's only like five of them. Yes. <laughs> so they could have a little special name. But boy, are they great. Boy, yes. do we love them. Hello to the Jamie's. Yes. So uh, all Jamie's are Kathy's. Not all Kathy's are Jamie's. If that logic That's works out. a great out. explainer. Exactly. So Ashley, you are a Kathy. Wear it on your sleeve. Be proud. Anyways, I've enjoyed your podcast so much and listened to it while I work. Aww. I'm 33 and all of my friends are either in long-term relationships, married, married with kids, and I'm the one single friend. I've tried really hard to be happy for all them, but I can't help feeling envious as I want to be happily married and with kids. I feel like I'm running out of time to find someone, especially since I want kids. Any advice here? I can also feel myself getting edged out by my friend group, not necessarily on purpose, but because they lead busy lives especially the ones with kids Mm. and no one wants to take their one single friend out am I ever going to find the one I definitely don't want to settle and rush just to have someone but with the holidays coming up I'm getting sadder and sadder I promise I'm lovable best Ashley Ashley you are the most lovable absolutely and I I don't know you but I know that you are lovable because (laughs) you seem so sweet and wonderful and I mean this is something you know so many people like think about absolutely like me like I am in my thirties as well, mm-hmm. and I and you know I am single as hell. Um, most of my friends from home are like married with children, right? Have houses and everything, and so I'm. And it's not that I I don't feel edged out in the slightest. My friends yeah. are wonderful and they include me in everything. That's but good. sometimes, like you know, when I'm hanging out with them and they're all talking about like, oh, this is we just refurnished our basement, right. and like <laughs> they're having this sort of set of you know 
issues and stuff with their life going on and everything. And I definitely feel outside of that just sort of naturally. And I'm like, I don't know what input I have here. So that kind of makes me feel sometimes a little just like, huh, like, am I doing it right? And the answer to that is like, yes, you are. Yes, you are. You are absolutely going to be fine. It is never, ever, ever too late to find the one like ever, like there are so many people out there and throughout your life, throughout your future, you will meet so many amazing people. And I think you're doing the right thing in the like, I'm not going to settle and just be yes. with someone to be with someone. Cause I think the idea of being with the wrong person seems like such a worse life to me than being single and like happy in your singledom because being in a relationship that's not right is just never going to feel good like even if they are a kind person it's never going to fulfill you in the way that you want a relationship to so I think you're doing everything right like Matt Steele said put yourself out there as much as you can as much as is good for your mental health Beyond the apps, no one likes the apps, but if you want, if you're looking for someone that is probably in 2023, the easiest way to find someone yeah. is being on those apps. And I think for me, again, I'm in a relationship, but I uh, have friends with kids. And that is a very big difference, the big step as far as like timing wise and just like how do you see these friends when they have like a full time parenting to do. And for me, I've built in like literal like weekly or like bi-weekly hangs with some of these friends. It's like we get together and we hang out on like Wednesday nights after those kids are asleep. And they, I feel like really appreciate having adult time and not having to deal with kid stuff, kid talking about like, oh, what elementary school is like for their child. I feel like being able to engage with adults is nice for them. So I bet if you get stuff on the calendar for them, you might have to do a little bit more of the legwork. Like when your friends have kids, you got to go to their house because they can't just leave the kids. Oh, sure. (laughs) And like they're busy doing their own stuff like they don't have time to like necessarily arrange that kind of activity with you you know but they are they are desperate for that activity they are are desperate for that alone time activity with you Uh, Ashley and I'm telling you sometimes you get them out on their own with all the kids and it's like they've never been out of the house before Oh, and let me tell you (laughs) Ashley they see you as the fun friend absolutely they they are desperate to hang out with you yes like so it's it you know it's nice knowing that and you know in life like sometimes like first of all like you have time and also like especially with you know, medical like advancements and everything. Like, you know, people are having children later, especially our generation and everything. Um, So there is that. And, you know, like sometimes like things happen in life that, you know, don't necessarily happen like as you thought they would like when you were younger and everything. But that doesn't mean that they are less worthy or like less special or anything. I mean, like I talk to my mom all the time, you know, my mom has two gay sons and so my mom's sort of at the age now where like all of her like friends like her age and everything are having their grandkids now right. and everything. But you know, me and my brother are just like, well, ma, like the gays, we don't have our kids. <laughs> we don't have our kids until like 45, right. <laughs> like, you know, our like forties and everything when we're like more established because you know, we can move at that pace and everything. And, but my mom also has, um, my stepdad has, you know, grandkids. Those mm-hmm. are my mom's grandkids. Right. She has several of them. And also my brother's, uh, like very good friends, like, uh, they have kids and um, their uh, their grandmother has passed away and their grandfather lives in the Philippines. And so they essentially like see my mom as like a grandmother figure to their kids. And That's- so my mom considers them her grandkids and everything. So... And, you know, she loves them just as much. I mean, you you never know what's going to happen in this life. Just go into everything with an open mind, an open heart. And, I mean, get on those apps and meet some hot guys. Right. And I think, lastly, I don't want to belabor the point here, but I think... 
being a person of any age and being single, even if you do want that relationship, you're on the apps, I think it's beautiful. I think trying to build the most fulfilling single life for yourself will make this part of your life just more fun and you will be able to find happiness. Because of course, you want a partner, there's nothing wrong with that, it's so beyond natural, but you shouldn't start waiting to like build the life you want for that partner, you know? So build it for yourself and then when the partner comes in, It'll be great. And that'll make you more attractive to a partner who's looking for the same things that you are looking exactly. for. Like, that will make you so hot. I mean, <laughs> like, and we love you. We love you. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Ashley. You really are. Do not worry. Uh, so this is from Paul Rick. I believe that's how you pronounce. Okay. It. Yeah. Paul Rick. Um, and he says, big brother UK. Uh, Dia Duit Mats, which is Irish for hello. Oh, hi. Uh, absolutely loving the podcast, and it is a vital part of my weekly routine. My name is Parik, and I'm writing to you from Ireland. Just wanted to pop on to ask if you've seen what happened on Big Brother UK. Big Brother UK is huge across the UK and reti- Ireland since its return, and the fan favorite is a black woman named Trish. She was so iconic standing up to the bullies in the house and all their racist microaggressions, as the whole house believed she wasn't liked. Little did they know that she was absolutely an icon in the public size. Anyway, last week, two of the bullies got evicted and Trish got a roar of cheers when they called her name but the house still didn't change their behavior towards her and the microaggressions got worse Mm. calling her angry aggressive scary etc unfortunately the voting uh, is to evict the voting is to evict so this week as three of the bullies were up against Trish all the racist Facebook moms got their way and despite the whole crowd chanting Trish to win a week before the final which has never happened before she was evicted from the show and it's literally must watch TV and I know it's something you guys should check out would love to hear your opinion the whole of the UK and Ireland are in complete mourning right now thanks guys keep up the good vibes uh, Park from Cork Ireland I mean this happens on Big Brother <laughs> and and so I did not watch this happen, but this, you know, stuff like this happens in many seasons of the American Big Brother. Right. And, you know, I really hope that the people, when they leave that house, they see, you know, what has happened, what they took part in, uh, and they learn from that. Um, I mean, and I hope Trish sees the, like, groundswell of support for her oh, from completely. the audience. Oh, I'm know? sure she has now, because it seems like she's out of the house. Perfect. Yeah, so... So we are out there. We are rooting for Trish. I totally thought this was like more of a question. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I'm but glad to it. be in the know and I'm very team Trish without ever seeing a frame of the show. I know. And I need to check out Big Brother UK more. I mean, I know it's very different and like it's like formatting. Then. Aren't you already watching Big Brother Canada? I know. And it's a classic. <laughs> but you know, so I would like to check. I would love to watch the entirety of Tiffany Pollard's season. I mean, even though I, I watch those uh those videos online, the mashups of all of her best moments. But I want to see the full season. (laughs) You you can't live just on the Gemma Boots monologue. I mean, I do like (laughs) recite that monologue to myself every single day in the shower. And that is a monologue. Of course it is. (laughs) Of course it is. That's the best writing that's ever existed. And she came up with it on the spot. Icon. A writer. A writer. I hope she's in the WGA. (laughs) I hope she's in the WGA. They should have given her free admission and paid her dues for a year because of that. Do you want to do another email or should we do two game minutes up to you. We can do another email. Let's do Why it. Why not? Okay, so this one is from Gabriel. Gabriel says, strike stun, Monique is not. And <laughs> J-Pio pick should be. Hey, two game ads, huge fan here tuning in from Brazil. Ooh. I've been listening for a long time, but this is my first email. Before getting into the subject, I just want to praise your greatness. Excellence is often overlooked these days, and you guys are incredible entertainers oh. and deserve all the flowers. Now let's dive into it. The strike is over, and we can finally chat about upcoming movies. Yay, I'm feeling a mix of excitement and stress. 
I recall you discussing early rumors about a Michael Jackson biopic a long time ago. A bad idea then and just as bad these days. <laughs> now it's seemingly in pre-production with Universal snagging international distribution rights. Jafar Jackson, Michael Jackson's nephew, is reportedly set to portray him. I'm not sure what the tone of the movie will be. I wish Jafar good luck, but I'm not sure. But I'm sure I'm not watching. Are musician biopics becoming the new superhero movies? Starting off fun and interesting, but gradually getting dull and weird. Only Madonna's and or Britney's would pique my interest. What are your thoughts on musician biopics in general? P.S. Have you guys caught wind of Lee Daniels, a king working on a supernatural horror film for Netflix starring Andrew Day, Glenn Close, and Monique? From what I've seen, the movie's title is The Deliverance. Everything about it seems ridiculous. I am so excited. <laughs> Gabriel, Glenn Close, and Monique together. Have you heard of this? Yes. Oh. Like, is such a fucking, and I love Andrew Day too, but like those two together in supporting roles that are probably, and it's like an absurd, like it seems like a campy horror film. Like mm. I am so on board for this. I am so, so excited. Um, has it been filmed yet? I It has. Oh, yes. okay. So I am so excited for this. Let's go. What are your thoughts on, I guess the Michael Jackson biopic and just musical musician biopics in general? Uh, well, I am with you um, I, in that I will not be viewing it. I'm a person who grew up with Michael Jackson and um, after uh, watching Leaving Neverland, I've kind of left him behind for the most part. I still have, you know, my days where I get nostalgia of like his music and listen to it without sharing it publicly because I don't want to promote him. Um, but it's like, I, I won't be watching MJ the musical. I don't need to see this biopic. I hope everyone involved is, you know, yeah, you know, happy and successful and healthy and all of that. But it's like at a certain point, it just gives me so much. Uh, I get such an uncomfortable feeling thinking about him as a person that I would not want to see his story on screen personally for me. And of all of the musician biopics that have come out in the recent years, I don't think I've seen any of them. I have no real interest because like who are we, I mean, Elton John, cool. We love that he was a gay man. Um, and <laughs> I think that's cool, but it's like Elvis, don't care. Uh, have there been other big ones? Yeah, you saw Judy. I did see Judy. I did see Judy. Uh, I think as the celebrities and the stars that we talk about become more women and more people of our generation, I will Mm. be more interested in going to the movies to see them. Because again, like you said, if there's a Madonna biopic, I will be watching. Sure. Once that Mariah, um, yeah, the Mariah TV series by Lee Daniels comes out, I'll be watching that. Like once we're dealing with artists that I already have history with, I will watch it. But uh, I'm not going to be convinced to go see something just because it's like about the life of a famous musician. You saw the Whitney movie I did you did yeah and the live performances that were showcased there were incredible yeah sure I mean uh, the, I, I do like a musician biopic or like biopics in general like if they are told with like a like specific like artistic perspective that they have something interesting to say mm-hmm. about the person and not just sort of like this is what happened in their life like step by step and it's sort of just like a glossed over sort of like, wasn't this nice kind of idea? Like I really want to see like a director's interpretation, a writer's interpretation and an actor's interpretation to have some sort of like clear, uh, distinct point of view. Um, I mean, biopics are, you know, nothing new. I, they, I would say like biopics were a little more like respected as sort of like Oscar clouts, like maybe in like 2004, 2005 ish Mm. era and everything. But I will say there has been a little bit of a surge of like the musician biopic, like specifically, um, uh, I mean, like they make a lot of money, so like good on the producers, like you know, good for them. They they get butts into seats and everything. Mm. Um, and you know, if I feel like they will be like artistically exciting for me to watch, then I will see them, even if I don't know the musician um, that well. I mean, like I'm so excited for Maestro. <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> for Maestro. Those you trailers are, are giving 
everything to me. I'm so excited for that biopic. I love it. Um, yeah. So, so you know, if the movie's good, I'm there. You know, right. if, or if the I movie seems interesting, then I am there. Um, as far as the Michael Jackson one, people will see it. It'll make a lot of money. Will yes. I see it? I don't know. I, I will see what the trailer looks like. If it looks like, oh, we might have an interesting perspective on this. I'm not sure since it's being the role is being played by Michael Jackson's nephew. Absolutely, that it, it will have an you know a a, a critical eye. <laughs> right, <laughs> it might you know so. I'll, I'll see what it looks like. I will hold out for the trailer. All right. Yeah. Got to hold out for a hero. Got to hold out for a hero. Oh, <laughs> uh, are All we right. ready for two game minutes? I think so. Would you like me to start? You have one? I do have okay, one. Okay, guys, this is two game minutes. This is the section of the podcast where one of us rambles on uh, <laughs> about something that the other Matt doesn't give a shit about for two minutes. Yes. And two minutes only, even yes. though, is it ever two minutes only? No. No. <laughs> but whatever. We do it as fast and succinctly as we can. Yes. Matt Palmer. Yes. You want to give me your two game minutes? Yes. All right. Tell me when I should be starting. Let me get this stopwatch out. All right. Are you ready for your two game minutes? I am ready. Ready. Set. Go. I need to talk about the Real Housewives of uh, Salt Lake City this week because it came out this week that um, Heather Gay, I believe, has is suing the new cast member Monica and Monica has countersued. This has come out while the show is still airing and Monica is truly a breakout star in Housewives like we've not seen in years and years. This is the woman who's having these like very in-depth like arguments with her mother and like basically uh, is having breakdowns being like I am not as rich as these women and I want to buy this designer shit just to keep up with them and I feel like I'm wasting money and I'm doing everything wrong. She's so open. She's just good at the show in a way that a lot of new Housewives especially these days are not. But what I'm to understand in the preview for the season, there's a moment where Heather Gay gets a phone call and you don't really understand what happens when they're on vacation. And she's like, what? How could this be? It was her. It was her the whole time. And what people are kind of understanding and what my guess is, is that she finds out that Monica is a person who has changed her name. And four years prior, Monica went to uh, Beauty Lab and Laser, which is uh, a Heather's salon that basically does injections and fillers and things and only paid a little bit. She only paid a little bit and did never paid like two thousands worth of a bill that is just still outstanding after four years. Uh-huh. And uh, she basically countersued Beauty Lab and Laser saying that they botched the procedure, but they didn't botch the procedure. Monica is just possibly a scam artist. Oh. And she has turned the entire cast against her. Monica is at BravoCon. All the Salt Lake City women were there. All of the women were together except for Monica who was on her own and never seen with anyone from the cast. My issue is the way you get fired from these shows is by being on an island and Monica is so good at the fucking show even if she's a scammer. <laughs> I do want to see her again next season and so the fact that this is happening and like her alliance in the show was basically Heather and Meredith and to have Heather turn on her in this major way so left. near to the end of the season is going to fuck up everything I can't wait to see it, but I want her to come back. So bring on a friend of hers or Monica, just pay the fucking money. Stop suing each other also. And that is your two minutes. And I think it just reiterates the uh, moral of this podcast episode. And it's like, to become famous, you have to either be like extremely annoying or like maybe a scammer. Maybe a scammer. <laughs> and it's like, they, we've already dealt with scamming on, I mean, at least no old people were harmed this time. It's not yeah. like a Jen Shaw yes, situation. It's not that. It's sort of just like, you need to pay your like injection bill. You do. And you need to not sue cast members, which are not allowed to do, but she wasn't a cast member at the time. Fair. That's the thing. Uh, and I guess she 
she's technically suing the business and not Heather herself. It's just a mess, and I want Monica to still be on the show because, again, she's the breakout star like we haven't seen in years on any Housewives season, and I can't have everyone against her because then it's like, well, then what do we do with you in this group? Sure. <gasps> uh, in the chat, as you were doing your two-game minutes, I, I, people did uh, mention uh, the not just like one of the best biopics like ever, but like the best movie of 2021, Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh. You did see that. That's a, oh, yes. I guess that is a biopic yeah. of, uh, of sorts. Jonathan Larson. And I mean. That feels uh, like its own thing. I wouldn't call it like a straight up and down biopic, would you? Uh, no, because yeah. it is like based on a show that he wrote. Right. But it was a self- that's one man show about himself. Right. Like, just so like I, an I, autobiopic. Hey, auto and if someone wants to do something like that about an artist I care about, I will be seated. Secret Boom sure. is excellent. I love it. Fucking Obama. brilliant. Beyond. I can talk about it all day, but I have to talk about something that's really important. <laughs> and that is the finale of Big Brother. Are you ready? Sorry. Five. I am so Ooh, ready. That's long. I know it's gonna be longer than two minutes. Fuck you. I don't care. I'm gonna keep going. Okay. Three, two, one. Finale night came and I watched the first part while standing next to Sharon Tharp, who was a big journalist in the Big Brother community. We were watching Jag and Matt in a hanging endurance comp for part one of part the three part HOH competition. I already knew Matt won this, but I didn't know how. Sharon, who had already seen the episode from the East Coast airing, turned to me and said, You are gonna hate this. I then proceeded to watch Matt and Jag play rock, paper, scissors to determine <gasps> which one of them would throw the competition since they both knew they were taking each other to the end. Seven hundred fifty thousand dollars there playing for and they're rock paper scissoring to determine who wins this I turned to Sharon Tharp and screamed I'm gonna fucking kill myself we <laughs> then God. watched Jag beat fucking Bowie Jane in part two in part three the HOH we get down to a tiebreaker and Jag wins breaking the show's record for competition wins one in a single season Jag evicts fucking Bowie Jane the entire bar I'm in screams because we just watched what we all think is one of the biggest game losing moves ever mm. we think there's no way Matt is losing that jury vote after all Matt played the smoothest social game and was never in danger and never burned a single bridge then the jury questions came where Jag proceeded to eat Matt the fuck up. Matt took credit for no strategic moves or influence he had over Jag in many instances and insisted he it was a team effort. Jag did the opposite, One proclaimed minute. that he was the leader between the two and took credit for good game moves he did. I that he did, I admit, make and the ones where Matt deserves a little more credit. The jury was so clearly impressed by Jag's articulation and confidence. Final speech time, and Matt does a little better highlighting his social game, but then Jag took it home in an excellent speech where he went week by week explaining how he was responsible for each jury member going home. Even Suri was gagged. The vote was revealed and while Suri and Felicia predictably voted for Matt, Corey and America surprisingly voted for Jag making the final vote 5-2 to two with Jag being seconds. the winner of Big Brother 25 while it was later revealed that the jury had actually settled on Jag before finale night. I imagine the strength of Jag's final plea and answers would have still swayed people in the jury if the jury went into the finale wanting to vote for Matt. Listening to the end of the season. Listen, okay Okay, the end of the season was an absolute dud, an objective dud. But <laughs> after seconds. spending a hundred days with these people and having a lovely surprise at the finale, I was just—I would just like to say that it was worth it. I love Big Brother. <laughs> Two seconds. I also want it to be known. Go back to the first Big Brother uh, episode, like when we talk about it in the podcast, like yeah. back in August or whatever. I predicted. That Jag would win. Wow. I, I was like, my money is on Jag because of the way he deals socially. He has a great like social relationship with these people. And you know, as podcasts went on, I was just like, oh my god, no, he is a sinking ship. He is <laughs> making horrible moves and everything. So I totally did not think he was gonna win as like the season went on. Yeah. But here he is, the winner of Big Brother 25. And like, I'm kind of just like. Yeah, I I agree. Like I I don't hate it. Right. It was a lovely lovely finale actually. Okay, it was that's really good. Great. Again, you know, I pop into that competitive reality TV channel and everyone's it's like 
dust. <laughs> People I know. are upset. But There's you posting things and I people know. being like, huh. Oh, <laughs> the end of the season was rough. Mm. But the thing is, like, then when it's all over, everyone is together. We're revealing secrets that we've all known for 100 days. Like, when we, we spend 100 days with these people. Okay. And so it's kind of like maybe like the end of, like, I don't know, high school mm. or whatever. We're like, you're exhausted by the end. You're sick of these fucking yeah. people. But then like at graduation or maybe like at like the reunion, you're just like, oh, but we all love each other. Like this was so, <laughs> it's just so wonderful. Like seeing everyone come together and mm. like be like, wasn't this a wild 100 days? And you know these people so well because I've literally watched them brush their teeth every morning. You know, <laughs> so like it is so wonderful to see. And this finale was a good finale. Like it, it was enjoyable. And, and you know, the thing I like about Big Brother is like someone wins and you can argue and debate over whether this person deserved to or not right. and there is no right answer okay. you know so and it was it was an exciting surprise because everyone the pundits were so shocked that jag won mm. uh, because they all their money was on Matt on Matt right because he played like the cleanest game yeah um and jag was really running ragged <laughs> but like good for his answer this, this jury they were like they were like, no, let's fucking vote for Jack. So I'm, it was, it was a very good finale. I enjoyed myself very much. I can't wait to be at finale night next year when I am voted winner of Big Brother 26. Really diving into this manifestation slash being annoying. Thing. I have to be annoying about it, guys. I have to be annoying. Listen, listen to the podcast and hear me talk about how I'm going to win Big Brother. Okay. Yeah. Can't wait to hear it next week. All right. <laughs> All right. Should we do give me moments? We can do give me moments. All right. Can I start? Yes, you can. You were very excited about this. I was excited. So this is the section of the podcast where we talk about what content we've consumed that has given us moments, given us life, given us meaning through our days. And I must say, we get a lot of people requesting that we listen to new artists. And as someone who is of a certain age and knows their favorite albums, it's not easy for me to have new artists enter my world. <laughs> uh, but it happened recently with Chapel Roan and her album is so excellent. And I've got to say thank you to everyone in the chat, Michael Smith specifically, for pushing me to listen. I believe Jay as well. Uh, pushing me to listen to Jaguar 2 by Victoria Monet because guys, this is a fucking record. Like this is, if you are a person who loves like Mariah's more comedic lyrical moments, like post emancipation onwards, like mm -hmm. kind of the touch my body kind of stuff. And also enjoys kind of that throwback sound of like a silk sonic. Like this is the kind of mashup of album that you're getting here. The songs are so incredibly strong and producer D mile and Victoria Monet are such an incredible songwriting duo. There are so many highlights throughout the album. I love smoke on the first half. I love all right, which is her song that was produced by Kate Tronda, who, is a uh, queer DJ producer man who I believe is Canadian. I could be wrong there, but he's very talented and, you know, one of us. So we love. We love. Uh, but I have to say, from how does it make you feel to the end of the album, it's pretty fucking perfect. Like the first five tracks are good. Smoke and All Right are clearly the best two tracks. But from how does it make you feel, which is track six, into Goodbye, which is track 11, no fucking skips. Like everything is like a throwback, but modernized in a way that feels even more modern than like the Bruno Mars stuff that you find annoying. And honestly, some of the Silk Sonic stuff that feels like we're going like full pastiche. Mm -hmm. It never feels like that. It always has a modern enough tw a twist. I love that. But it has the kind of complex and like 
chord progressions that you don't really hear in music these days and it feels soulful it feels like a real turn and a real like taking something from the past and making it new I think On My Mama of course is an excellent first single um, I'm the one is so fucking funny if the verses are essentially like I could be on a horse titties bouncing in the air like I could be on the cover of a romance novel I could be sitting next to you on every train you ever ride and you wouldn't realize that I'm the one like I could be like what an incredible concept of like let me go through all of the ways that like any sane person who's ever seen a rom-com would note that I'm the person for them and you just can't see it for some reason like you're an idiot I I'm relate, the I one relate, I relate put me on a horse I'll Hello. show you how I am I, the one and then it follows up with a equally as impressive and hilarious just song called stop and in parentheses asking me for shit <laughs> where she's like it's not Christmas it's not your birthday why am I getting your wish list <laughs> like why are you asking me to buy you shit like I just got on myself I'm not spending all this fucking money on you iconic 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 I love Hollywood which by the way features Earth Wind and Fire who gets shouted out I believe on maybe Smoke one of the early tracks in the album and then what a fucking uh, get to actually get them to be on the record on Hollywood which is great and goodbye is maybe the best song on the album. That melody, that production, it's like so dreamy. You are just looking up at the stars. If you told me this song was a classic piece of music that she has just updated, I would believe you. But no, it's completely original. This is a person that I have seen pop up on my TikTok and my Instagram and my Twitter feed as being like an incredible performer, an incredible like mover and uh, dancer, just, just incredibly talented on the stage. I did not realize the depth of her artistry until listening to this record and I am so glad that you guys pushed me into the current I was going to say the future but it's the future for me (laughs) with this album because it is such a triumph and especially from track six onward zero skips I want great things for her she must win best new artist I mean seven fucking Grammy nominations after MTV wouldn't let her perform on the main stage they're like you're just not quite ready in your career to be on the main stage and then she gets seven fucking Grammy nominations like MTV looks so dumb right now to quote Rihanna it's like this is why y'all play ridiculousness on loop all day because you don't know about great music when it's right there in front of you don't nominate her for artist of the year or whatever the fuck you nominate her for and not let her perform on the main stage absurd Insane. So I I believe as shitty as I find the Grammys to be as an institution for a lot of reasons, I hope the number of nominations and hopefully the number of wins really make this a breakthrough moment for Victoria Monet because she is obviously what a talented songwriter working with Ariana Grande, a lot of other artists before these two albums she's put out, but Jaguar 2. I urge you to listen when you get a chance because it's really, really great R&B music that I can connect to in a way that like I have always complained that I miss 90s R&B and this is giving me like at least in the melody component, some of that. All right. Well, thank you so much to all the people in the chat who for weeks have been like, talk about Victoria (laughs) Monet, talk about Victoria Monet, because they know they get what? You have to be annoying. (laughs) You do. You have to to be annoying. You have to be annoying, guys. (laughs) So Matt Steele. Okay. What's been giving you moments, darling? Uh, Just a little bit of cinema. I went to the movies on Friday. I saw the new Alexander Payne movie. Mm. It is called The Holdovers. Um, I'm sure the trailer played like before every single movie, like, I've seen so far like they really have been like putting this trailer out it's and uh, you would recognize it it's um it's uh, the way it's like filmed it makes it look like 1970 like Mm. it's like very has that grainy feel and the aspect ratio and the sound it's very like nostalgic for that and it is such a lovely movie it is um uh, uh, Paul Giamatti 
uh, is back uh, for Paul Giamatti. Oh my God, I'm thinking Paul Gemignani from Broadway. <laughs> Paul Giamatti is back with Alexander Payne uh, since, you know, Sideways, I think was his last movie with him. Mm. And uh, he plays this sort of like cranky uh, ancient civilizations teacher at this very, very fancy like private Catholic school in 1970. Mm. And he's tasked with uh, staying with the kids who have to stay on campus for Christmas. Mm. Um, and so things happen. He ends up, it ends up just being like him, this one other boy who's like this little like pain in the ass troublemaker who's very, very smart, but like a pain in the ass. And the school's uh, cook okay. who uh, is, who just recently lost her son in the Vietnam war. Mm. Um, and it's just sort of like them, like interacting with each other, like learning about each other and going through the holidays, like alone together. Um, and so it is, so beautiful. Their characters are so well done. The performances are so amazing. Paul Giamatti's like amazing and everything, obviously. Divine Joy Randolph is excellent. I really think she's going to get an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actress. She is so fantastic. Dominic Sessa uh, plays the young guy, Agnes, uh, the student. A really, really great breakthrough performance for him. And, and, and the, the thing I loved about this movie was like how even though like there were so many artistic elements to it, like visually and like mm-hmm. sound wise, like even like the, you know, the thing that pops up before a movie that says like, this is rated whatever. Like right. that was a throwback moment to like 1970s, like um, how it looked and everything. Like there were so many visual artistic elements to it and we could have gone like really overboard with like a crazy story or anything, but the story was so simple and, and so compelling and you were like really invested from the get go. And, the, but there was also that like nostalgia element to it. It was perfect perfect for the holidays um especially like thanksgiving like christmas it really gave you that warm fuzzy feeling that you that you kind of get like when you see like a christmas story on tv where mm. you're just like oh this reminds me like of being like this truly reminds me of like being a kid and like these sort of like holiday movies um it's really really fantastic really really funny really really touching and so i recommend it for for anyone who needs a nice warm holiday movie that oh. like that goes deep but like not so tragic mm, okay like, it's it's still like it still has like a nice melancholy lighthearted feel to it okay. so yeah so i really liked it a lot. i'm like will it be added to my you know family stone and the holiday repetition i don't know it's a different it's a different vibe i could see that it's a different vibe <laughs> I believe you. um but i think you would like it okay i think it's a an oscar i mean i could see it getting nominated for best picture i love it um like getting in that race so Speaking of, do you think is barbie gonna get nominated for best picture yeah, absolutely okay Just barbie's sure. gonna be among like getting the most nominations of the night all right like barbie oppenheimer killers of the flower moon and like maybe poor things those are gonna be like the four mm. with the most nominations. How's Past Lives gonna do? Oh, I better do fucking brilliantly. <laughs> oh God, okay. But like those movies are also like huge, like physical or uh, vis- visual like things yeah. too. Whereas like Past Lives is a smaller, intimate, but those still visibly, vis- visually stunning. I would like uh, to so see it. I still need. To, I wonder if it's streaming well, anywhere. Let's go TikTok. What are we waiting okay, for? Okay, well, I want to see it streaming. Shit. All right. Well, <laughs> All let's right. Go. The Oscar race is happening now that the strike is over. We can talk about these movies. We can in more yeah. detail. Because I think we, you were talking a little bit about some of them, weren't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's now that Big Brother season is over. Oscar season has just begun. So don't worry. I will continue to be what? Annoying. Yes. So Matt Steele, is there anything else you want to tell the people? I don't think so. Okay. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening or watching. We'll be back soon with more to Get Matt's the podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.